Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. And now... Hey, Rocky! Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat! Again? Nothing up my sleeve! Presto! No doubt about it. I gotta get another hat! Now here's something we hope you'll really like! Hello, this is Brian Johnson of ACDC, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio... And cause. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers at GoogleTanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past 500 and how many shows we got now, Bobby? 580. 580. Wow. 580 shows in 11 years. Uh, you can go visit Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm surprised I remembered that. That's yeah. not a random number. That's real. That's real. Yeah. 580 shows. Wow. Real, honest, goodness shows. Live shows. With real, honest, goodness guests. Live people. Live people. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? Oh, pretty good. How about you? Okay. Well, we have a very special guest tonight. We're in uh, our second week of Rocktober, so we're going to bring you another special rock and roll kind of guy, another legend. And uh, we've got some pretty interesting people lined up. I'm uh, pretty thrilled about that. I mean, we are working on, um, we might possibly have, should we tell people who we might have, Bobby? Like Tommy no. James? Well, um, well, you know, Tommy James, yeah, yeah, we he might. You know, Danny Hutton from uh, from Three Dog Night, you know, uh, Last year, we had some pretty cool people. We had Pat Travis. I, Pat's got some pretty good, you know, bang, bang, out, go to the lights. Oh, boom, boom, out, go to the lights. That's what it was. Rick Derringer, uh, you know, BJ Thomas. We had some pretty cool guys. And then last week, we had uh, Walter Egan, another very uh, notable uh, artist. Um, you know, and it's what's interesting about this whole music thing is you kind of discover how all these guys 
you know, they started out some it was a little easier than others. I mean, you know, it's uh, but keep in mind in the 60s, you know, rock and roll was kind of in its infancy and, uh, you know, and it was kind of like a, a culture, you know, almost like an underground culture in a way. And everybody was just kind of like uh, gravitating to, you know, um, picking up an instrument here and there. They were either influenced by the blues, possibly country, um, jazz. Uh, rock and roll, you know, you really had, what, Chuck Berry, um, Elvis Presley, um, Bo Diddley, a few people like that, you know, um, who really made it big, obviously, was, you know, uh, um, who was going to the plane crash? I can't think of their name right now. Texas guy. Um, God, Les Paul. I mean, uh, Strat Guitar, I can't think of it. Um, no, 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 no. Man, that's terrible. Dimensions, just like, uh, you know, I just can't remember Diddley. But anyway, but uh, the Big Bopper was on that plane, too. Uh, Richie Valens was on that plane. And, uh, God, I can't believe it. can't remember. But anyway, so, you know, you had a lot of rock and roll guys back in the day, and they obviously, they left a mark, and their margin, and their uh, influences kind of handed down. And it was kind of, you know, it was, you know, when you look at rock and roll out of the 50s, and then you look at it in the 60s, um, you throw a little bubblegum music in there, you know. Um, then the psychedelic movement, you know, in the late 60s and early 70s. Then we got into, uh, we had Richie, uh, Ricky Medlock on where I, I, I said uh, Southern Rock, and he goes, like, what's Southern Rock? You know, it's, but it got, you know, between Outlaws, 38 Special, Molly Hatchet, uh, Leonard Skinner, you know, it's kind of, because it was a rock and roll out of the South, so it's Southern Rock and Roll. But it had kind of a, you know, it all had kind of a, a sound to it. So, you know, it's, is that what you would call genres? Genres, Bobby? Is that kind of like, you know, well, you know, I'm, I always get that word mixed up. Yes, but, you know, yes, because I actually learned it. The format of the, it, the talk is the format of the show. The genre is automotive and music. So it's the same kind of. Okay. The rock, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So, and then, of course, you know, you had East Coast sound, West Coast sound, uh, you know, Ted Nugent and those guys had a Michigan sound, you know, and Mitch Ryder, and then you had uh, some rock and roll guys out of uh, New York and uh, New Jersey, and um, and we actually had some Florida bands. Yes, we had. We had a lot of Florida bands, and uh, in fact, we had. Uh, well, let's see. Um, we had um, Barry Winslow on from Royal Guardsmen. They were based out of Ocala. Um, another musical guy that uh, you know, Lobo. He was out of. Uh, Lakeland, I believe, or maybe even Tampa. Jim Stafford, you know, he went on. Um, a lot of big name people. A lot of, a lot of. Uh, well, obviously, you know, Tom Petty out of Gainesville, and you know, uh, uh, Leonard Skinner out of Jacksonville, and Allman Brothers. Was Allman Brothers Georgia? They were really Georgia, weren't they? They weren't really Florida. Yes. Yeah. Eat a peach. Eat a peach. Okay. As the album is entitled. That's what it was. Eat a peach. Okay, and on that note, uh, a couple of really cool automotive events are coming up here. Um, one towards the end of the month, we're going to probably have a representative uh, from this. It's kind of a, um, they did an event last year or a couple of years ago in New York. And it was kind of like, imagine a bunch of, imagine the New York, scar, New York skyline and, and, and overlooking, you know, these beautiful majestic buildings up there on a rooftop with classic and antique cars uh, of 
of high quality concourse level. Well, the same group of people, I believe, are doing one here at the end of the month, and it's called the Palm Beach Concourse. Same thing, a rooftop event, and uh, overlooking um, the Atlantic Ocean and the beaches of Fort Lauderdale. Did I say what did I say? Fort Lauderdale. It's Fort Lauderdale. It's a Fort Lauderdale event. Fort Lauderdale Palm yes. Concourse. That's that would what be the correct ocean, correct city. Right, 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 right. And then I think a month or two after that is the uh, Palm Beach Concourse. That's coming up. And then a new one. I believe it's new. I'm getting still getting bits and pieces of information. And I think it's the end of uh, January, and it's called the Motor Car Cavalcade, and it's down in Miami. And, you know, I mean, granted, I travel around the country a little bit. The... Uh, Probably premier event that we have in the southeast is Amelia Island, which is a, you just can't compare that event. It's just, you have to do that. It needs to be on your bucket list. And obviously Pebble Beach. And then, you know, out west, it's kind of, but South Florida, there's a lot of cars down there. Uh, I was talking to one of the guys from Haggerty a while back, and they were telling me that um, on the west coast of Florida, now, I'm not sure if that includes the Revs Institute, which is the uh, um, the uh, uh, Collier County Collier Museum down there. Well, I'll tell you what, my mind is just really slow. I was trying to, yeah, trying so, to find something. But, so, Maybe this will... but there's a, a very... <laughs> you two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. <laughs> Uh, two of us. Don't worry about oh, that's what they think. That's the listener's perspective. Oh, okay. That's Both the listener's Okay. So at any rate, um, but on the west coast of Florida, as uh, an extremely, I forget how he put it, a high percentage of cars in terms of value that Haggerty insures. So um, in other words, they're some very, very expensive cars. Now I will tell you that Sarasota has some pretty amazing cars down there. It's a, I mean, it's uh, you know, it seems to be the area that a lot of very, very affluent collectors somehow seem to just zero in on Sarasota and that whole area, Sarasota, Venice, Englewood down there, it's just got tons and tons of cars. And of course, then you get down to Collier County, which is basically around Naples, south of um, Fort Myers, and there's a lot of cars down there. There's a lot of cars in Pinellas County. There's a lot of cars in Tampa. There's a, there's a ton of cars out there. Don't mess with car guys. What, what's his name say? Don't mess with the trick. Don't mess with the car guys. Um, but South Florida has some pretty amazing cars. I mean, you talk about state-of-the-art supercar, top-end um, cars. There's a lot of classics down there, but supercars. I remember that time when, what was it, you and I were down there a couple years ago with Mom. We were driving around, and, I mean, Lamborghinis were just running around. They were just like... Uh, but Volkswagens, they were everywhere. Porsches, everywhere. Mercedes, everywhere. I mean, it's like every other car. Ferraris, nothing. I mean, they were just everywhere. Bugattis even running around in the streets. So, you know, um, there's just a ton of very, very high-line vehicles down there. So I'm going to focus on attending some of these really major events in South Florida. Well, the whole state of Florida. See what's going on. Orlando's got a ton of cars. And you know where you can find them no matter where you want to go in the state? Where do you find out about all the cars well, and car shows in the state of Florida, Bobby? I can tell you. Tell me. It is on flacarshows.com. FLACarshows.com. The most comprehensive list out there. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, 
You know what's interesting, though, is Orlando, and there's a lot of cars there, especially over, you know, in the Winter Park area. Is it Winter Park, Winter Garden, Winter Park? Winter Park is where you would where you would be discuss- talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And then Windermere, that area now has got a whole bunch of car guys yeah, over there. Yeah, those you really won't see because half of that's all gated off to the rest oh, of Oh, that's the true. You can't get to those cars. Yeah, at least if you're driving around in, wind- in uh, Winter, Park, Winter Park, you can you, see them. You might Park if, Avenue. if the gra- gra- garage doors are as garage doors open. Well, you know what? They used to have a really nice event there, and it was called, jeez, uh, I can't think of it now, but there was a really, what was the name of that event that we used to go to there? All right, Chris Dunn, if he's listening, Chris, give me a call over there from Lincoln Land. Let us know. But anyway, there was a, a, a big car show that used to take place every year uh, right downtown Winter Park. And it was really neat. It was open. What I liked about it, it was an open show, and it was a concourse. And it didn't really, you know, people could just meander through there. And it was one way to really, really build um, enthusiasm for high-end classic cars. And it truly, you would, there were some very rare cars there that you wouldn't ordinarily see. And then um, it's kind of like Concourse on the Ave in uh, California when they do during Pebble Beach. It's kind of like, that takes place on Tuesday. It's kind of like the kickoff event. For Pebble Beach, and it's pretty, pretty spectacular. The cars there, the caliber of the cars, um, pretty interesting stuff. Now there really isn't a lot of pre-war cars there, like you would see actually on the show field at Pebble Beach, but you'll see a lot of Ferraris, a lot of Porsches, Trans Am race cars, um, other Italian exotics, English exotics. Yeah, that would include Aston Martins and uh, and Jaguars. And uh, so some pretty amazing stuff. Anyway, Bobby, what are you going to fire up on this turn-em-up table we got going, spinning around? Well, you keep me hanging on to this to the show here, so let's listen to some Vanilla Fudge. Fudge, I was just going to say, it's some fudge. Hey, you're tuning in to Nostalgia Radio Cars. Stick around. It's Rocktober. we got a very special musical guest coming on here. Don't touch that down. We'll be right back.
looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Turn it on and rip the knob off. You're listening to the radio. Yes, you are listening to the radio. We're back. Hey, I think we did, uh, did put on that radio voice over there, Bobby. I don't, got, I don't have one. <laughs> you don't have one? Anyway. Um, but yes. Yeah. So. Why do well, we have to come back with car sounds all the time? We can do something funny. Well, absolutely. <laughs> this is radio, and it's like uh, I, I appreciate the spontaneity, and I think it's kind of, yeah, we might radio as well make it Radio and cars. Radio, radio comes and, first on that banner that's, I'm staring at. That's true. That's true. That's true. And I want a big shout out to our friend Dougie, you know, at the sign shop. He did that. Has that been 10 years? We've had almost 10, yes, 11 years. Yes, it's celebrating its anniversary. Wow, that that banner back there has been around. And, of course, our famous 57 Thunderbird gasser that was done by um, our good friend over there, Jeff Allison, who I believe took over, um, what was that car thing we used to go to all the time over there with the old car stuff? God, I can't believe mine. Uh, darn. Man, my... I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> that where, is, is that a, uh, remember we used to go to Lakeland over there what was that called Bill, Bill, Billaproof oh Billaproof Billaproof oh yeah, at so, the dragster yeah, yeah, at the yeah, motorsports yeah. park yeah 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 yeah. so well hey wait a minute we got uh, swap meet car season coming up Leadfoot City's coming up this week or in a couple weeks we got this, the uh, car show at Safety Harbor downtown Safety Harbor um, I'm not sure if there's something going on up at uh, Mike's place up there at the Dunedin Brewery I think they got it little something going on here uh, we, need... we will get that we'll get that to you yeah 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 so uh, definitely check us out here you know because we will try to keep informed of some of the more interesting car shows you know i mean there's the usual goobers and lubers i think they're still doing that that's uh, steak and shake or no quaker steak and goober luber, whatever it is down there off of uh um 49th street yeah, there you gotta pay for an accurate promo here yeah <laughs> well whatever you know that yeah. uh but anyways yeah that's true if they pay for an accurate but we'll we'll, uh, we'll call we'll, it we'll, right but anyway we'll sit but, down and draft a commercial yeah 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 well no i mean car shows are fun you know i remember we were just talking to somebody the other day how we used to go down to uh we used to hang out at clearwater beach you know and you had the ford guys here chevy guys here the mopar guys over there you know pontiac guys whatever you know buick guys and then we'd all kind of hang out there and, you know, you know, make fun of each other, which is typical what you did, set up races, you know, my car's faster than your car kind of stuff. And then we'd all go to the Steak and Shake, which was on Gulf to Bay and Saturn at the time, and then uh, drive across streets sit in the big parking lot over there where the big pantry bread was, which is now, what, Gordon's Food Service? And uh, let's see, Capone's is over there. 
Um, now, if you need to re renew your registration on your vehicle or pay your taxes or whatever, they got a tax department over there too. So, but we used to hang out in the Pantry Pride parking lot. For those of us back in the day, in the 60s and 70s, it was Pantry Pride parking lot where we used to do all our screeching of tires and stuff like that. Then, after we set up a race, we'd kind of mosey on out to uh, Courtney Hamill Causeways and used to do some uh, street racing. Street racing is fun. It really is. But at any rate, I think what we're going to do now, we're going to go ahead and uh, fire up the turntable again because I think it's time to bring our special guests on the show because I'm excited. This guy's uh, pretty cool, very legendary, and um, I think you'll find this show uh, very interesting. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Uh, oh, wow. There's some superstition. Yeah. There For Halloween. Go. For Halloween. All right. Hey, you tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and uh, it's superstition time. How about a little Beck Bogart and Atlas?
Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman has been uh, legendary among the uh, musical world and around, and very influential around drummers. And he was part of a really, really, really well-known band back in the day. He was one of the founding members of the Beck, Bogart, and Apis I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Carmine Apice. That's right, right? Is it Apice or Peachy? Right. Yeah, Apice. Peace. Okay. But anyway, um, Carmine, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here for a few minutes. Um, you know, it's funny, interesting. I was telling a friend of mine today that you were coming on their show today, and he goes, no way. He says, yeah, I remember that. I actually went to their concert, and he sent me a copy of the ticket. Okay, this was the oh. Beck Bogart Apice uh concert and it was uh friday july 13th at 8 p.m at the curtis Dixon hall in tampa florida oh. and it was put on by golf artist Productions. does that ring a bell yeah i remember that game so what well, there a lot played there with vanilla fudge with cactus with bba so when you got your start when uh, what what got you into drums well my cousin did but you know unfortunately i I, I, I'm at a bad place right now to, to talk. Right, right. This next week. How about we do that? Yeah, that'll work out real quick. I mean, we had a little, you know, uh, scheduling uh, confusion here. But yeah. other than that, I want to thank you for hanging out here with a few minutes. But we definitely want to have you on the show next week, and we'll uh, we got a whole bunch of questions lined up for you. How about that? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. All right. Let's do it next week. Same time next week? Same time, 730. We look forward to it. Carmine, thank you very much, and uh, enjoy your dinner. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, take care. Thank you. Well, Bobby, guess what? I guess we're going to have to do this show by ourselves oh, today. Oh, you got to interview the me? I got to interview the pumpkin? you. The pumpkin. Where's the pumpkin at, you know? So, uh, but at any rate, um, well, on that well, we no, can't compare to... No, we can't compete with those you know, guys. Fudge. And no. And, uh, a piece. Yes, yeah, right. Cactus. And <laughs> Cactus, yeah. Well, I thought had some pretty interesting music. Well, now let me ask you this. Since we're kind of talking about that a little bit, as, uh, you got some of their radio, uh, their music that you could kind of find for us, and we'll oh, play. Oh, have yeah. look for Cactus. Actually, yeah, Cactus, we haven't heard that. We haven't played any of that. I don't think we played any of their music in a long time. You know, it's funny because we reach out to people all the time, and we it's uh, interesting um, how this kind of works, but it's 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 pretty amazing. And, and you know, it's, it's nostalgic radio and cars. So the operative word there, I guess you would say is nostalgic. So, and there's a lot of great bands out there today. There really are, you know. And there's a lot of bands out of the 90s that I used to listen to. There's bands out of the early 2000s that I listened to. There's bands out of the 2010s and even into the 20s and stuff like that. But there's something about the early music. It's kind of like the early cars. You can't explain it. It's just like uh, you... It's, it's, it's part of you because it's kind of what you grew up with, you know. So... And when they talk, and you see this in the automobile industry, you know, there's a uh, um, a generational shift going on, if you will. And uh, but as long as there's old timers like us out there, um, you know, we will continue to listen to the older music, and uh, hopefully, we can get younger people interested. That's the thing about music. Music, in a way, wouldn't it be fair to say that music's timeless, Bobby? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you, you, obviously you grew up around, you know, mom and dad, and we listened to 60s, 70s music, so you've been influenced by 60s, 70s music, 
And so what does 60s, 70s music represent to you compared to, let's say, your peers today that listen to, I don't know, I don't even... I don't even know how you break down the genre today. I mean, obviously, I'm not into rap, and I'm not. We're not into hip hop or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, dance music in the '60s well, had had a style. '70s yeah. dance music. Then we had the disco era, and then we had the glam rock, rock. era or the hair bands out of the '80s. Now, I'll tell you what music I, an era that I actually like. We're gonna have to get somebody on from that time. You know who'd be ideal? Maybe someone like David Burns from. Uh, um, what band was he with? Got him thinking. Oh. Uh, burning down a house. Oh, what was the name? Uh, oh, talk uh, no. Yeah, you're close. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're real quick on the computer. Um, oh, talking it is talking, talking heads. Head, yeah, talking I thought heads, it was right. talking heads. So you know, but the, the the music that was in the '80s, the early stuff, you know, like Flock of Seagulls and uh, Kaja Goo Goo and you know stuff like that. That was that was actually kind of yeah. a kind of a neat period, but it was like Fair 80, enough. 81, 82, 83, 84. And then the hair bands, you know, Depeche Mode's another one, you know, back that was actually kind of interesting song. They were playing off the disco, they had a little rock dome, they were Yeah, and then of course yeah, MTV was, was the creative. big MTV. We need to get somebody on from MTV oh, yeah, back. We got a lot of VJs to go through. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what was it, Martha, whatever her name was, uh, the yeah. one, the little girl that was on there for one. She was funny. And then, um, but yeah, so, boy, we have endless possible. A lot of work to do. <laughs> we have a lot of work to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And We're uh, not taking guest suggestions because we already have two ready to, get, to go after. <laughs> Although yeah. if, you come, if someone out there comes up with a better one, go ahead and tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so at any rate... Um, well, that was interesting. So, uh, Carmine, you know, he's he's gonna he's extremely legendary, extremely talented guy, and uh, so I'm looking forward to having him on the show. So we'll definitely have him scheduled for next week. But at any rate, be uh, the fastest part two, fastest part October. two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries there. But at any uh, rate, um, well, so we, let's the, see, cactus songs, cactus. Yeah, songs. what do we got from cactus? That's kind of do a cover of Long Tall Sally. Uh, I don't know about that. Let's now see. they have, didn't they have a signature song? One way, well, well, chances are if there's somebody who has already searched cactus in here, it's going to be from this show, right? Of all the shows on this computer, one way or another, is that what you played? On yeah, we could time? do that. We could that do sounds that. like what you something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nope, we got to get through the. Nope. Uh, but at any rate, so music, you know, it's. The thing is, is that everybody that was influenced, I mean, you know, it's funny, how do you, did, you know, when you look at the people that, like, uh, well, like Chris, Chris Chris told me that he went to the concert. Chris used to go to a lot of concerts. But Chris is like me, he was really heavy in the cars. But you kind of wonder, what makes people pick up a musical instrument? Or what picks, you know, because if we all listen to music, you know, not everybody picks up a musical instrument that's interested in music. Like, you kind of play a little bit, you know, tinker with some of the stuff, but you're not really, you haven't really, it hadn't, it hadn't bit you yet, you know, well, I mean. But to answer your earlier question. Okay. Um, About the, in uh, order, you know, I follow, I follow music all the way up to 2021. I'll, you know, I can't, I, there's definitely people that know more than me, but, but I, I at least try to follow it. But not just everybody. I try to follow, you know, those that, 
take their roots from the music that I like, which is 60s, 70s, 80s. And um, what is it I about think that's what, gra- what, it gra- what I gravitate is that, that, you know, they are... What is it about the 60s, 70s music that you like that got your interest in the, in the first place? What is it about the music? What is it? How does that music... I mean... How, do, how did you get attracted to it? What the was cliche uh, 24-year-old. Well, they use real instruments, yes. But, I mean, <laughs> it's... Uh, and, I mean, that's the truth. But, I mean, everybody says it. But, you know, I mean, there's there's a... There's a there's a pioneering factor to it. There's a lot of pioneers out of those decades where... I'm not saying people aren't experimenting with music now and, you know, adding their own style. But it doesn't seem to be at quite the level that it was back then and it seems that maybe we're just revitalizing techniques and styles that existed back in those decades as opposed to creating right. new ones I'll, I'll give that's you my new, answer <laughs> all right so when you look at beck bogart and a piece did i say it right piece okay yes um you, you think of a power trio of musicians you think of cream okay clapton uh, Ginger Baker and Bruce, what was his last? I can't remember. Uh, who's the the bass player for? Uh, um, oh, Cream. Cream, yeah. Um, and uh, and you think of the Jimi Hendrix uh, experience? They had three players. Okay. Uh, Grand Funk Railroad had three players: had a bass player, had a uh, drummer, and a guitarist. Right. Jack Bruce. Jack, Jack Bruce, Bruce. That was it. Yeah. So, you know, so you look at power, so, and really, if you think about it, the Doors were three musicians also, except they had Jim Morrison in there, who was the front man, our, our favorite musician. I'll tell you what, you talk about something that's just legendary, you know, we're just going to have to... Um, well, we got our own local musician, Junk Mike's going to... Junk Mike is on the phone, all right. Now, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, Whoa. Chuck, let's talk about guitars. How you doing, buddy? Let's say this first. What is wrong with you, bro? You got Carmine on, and you had to ask him how to pronounce his name? Are you for real? Uh, uh, well, you know, it's funny because he's Italian, and uh-huh. even though you say a piece, in correct Italian, it's a piece, okay? Uh-huh. Because you say a piece. In correct Italian, it's a piece. Okay, because oh, oh, see, and I didn't, and that's kind of where I was going. Well, he's an American boy, born in the USA and whatnot. And what I'm that? thinking, you got one good question. What was that? Uh, to the guy. He, uh, they got an echo? Uh, you, yeah, you asked him, what influenced you to play drums? And he said, my cousin. Right. Now, um, I'm thinking of, for the last 40 years, like Black Sabbath, album The Mob Rules. 1981 drummer Vinny Apiece. Yeah, that was his brother. Yes. Uh, well, that's what I thought. But maybe, maybe according to what he said tonight, maybe you can ask him next week. I'm going to ask him that, home. right? Because I, yeah, I th- is Vinny your brother or your cousin or what? I have to look that up. Well, we can we'll ask him. I will. I'm going to ask him that next if week. You come back. <laughs> he said, man, this guy couldn't even pronounce my name right. Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, that uh, hurts for a big guy like him. Come on now. Well, you know, I mean, I, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you kind of wonder because, I mean, I've had guys on the on the show before that have 
had, let's just say, a European-type name, and I pronounce it in a European way, and they go, oh, you know, you pronounced it right, you know? I mean, like, well, Rick Derringer's name, he's, he's Derringer, I think, is close to what his original name was, but I think he changed it because, you know, Derringer, uh, John Derringer and all this stuff. But it's it's a German name, and it's right. Derringer, if you yeah, were to pronounce Derringer. it. But, well, I made the mistake in Marine Corps boot camp of uh, when they called my last name Munsell, they said Munsell, and I made the mistake of correcting the right there, right then and there, and um, they jumped on me, boy. Uh, they just, oh, you think you're special? Are you trying to you, uh, you know, <laughs> smarter than the drill instructor? No, sir, no, sir. You know, and, and ever since then, I've never corrected anybody uh, on the pronunciation of my last name because uh, it just didn't, who cares what my last name is at? So I'm sure Carmine, a piece of Piche or whatever you say his last name, I'm sure he learned that a long time ago, too. And people have been calling him a piece since I was, like, five years old. <laughs> I'm going to call him a piece. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Carmine, a piece. Buck a piece, you know? Yeah, buck a piece. <laughs> so... so. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because when you look at these, and that's what we were talking about earlier, you know, these these guys were pioneers, you know, they and just like Bobby said, and me, but you could, and but it's like in the in the car world, you know, we look at it, the the analogy or the comparison would be is in Can Am racing, Trans Am racing, there really weren't any rules yet, mm-hmm. but you did what you did, and when you when somebody complained, they made a rule, and then they said you were cheating. So that's kind of how it works in the car world. But in the music world, there is no cheating. There is nothing. It's just that let's experiment with this, and let's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, distortion, you know, in in guitars, you know. Distortion was something that, I mean, I don't know if you can really give Jimi Hendrix full credit for that because there's a lot of other guys that were playing around with it before Hendrix. Who and the Yardbirds and... Even uh, maybe Beatles and Stones too, somewhat. Even before Jimmy came out, you know. Well, he played an electro harmonics distortion pedal, the Big Muff. Uh, that was like one of the original distortion pedals. I used to have one when I first learned how to play in 1978. Um, that was the effect pedal I absolutely had to have because Santana used it, Jimmy used it, uh, Cream used it. And and it's still it's still on sale. I bought it for thirty nine ninety five back uh, back in nineteen seventy eight. But now it's like one hundred sixty bucks. Well, it's like the Crybaby Wawa pedal, you know. I mean, yep, the original Wawa. Yep. You know, and that's uh, you know I'm trying to think who originally did the Wawa. Who? Uh, that actually goes back to the fifties. A Wawa pedal, doesn't it? Um, I don't know about that. I can't think of any examples of any. Songs. Well, you know what? It's funny because if you look at Hank, what's his name? Hank, who's the guy that did? Uh, he was with the Shadows. Hank. Um, uh, no. <laughs> no, the guy that did Apache, and with um, he was the backup band, or they were the the other band for uh, Cliff Rifford, but Cliff Richard. But they did oh, Apache. Yeah. Hank, uh, God, I can't believe Bobby, yeah. help me Rick out here. Richards was one of the five guys, right? Um, no, there was like two. There was a drummer, a bass player, and... Uh, 
a river, a river, well, whatever. But anyway, but he he um, he he bent strings. Okay, so before the days of a Wawa pedal, you really kind of you know if you could bend strings. I mean, that's well, kind of did that in the fifties and way before. Yeah, even. they did that way you know, before. So guys. right. So then uh, and then the Wah pedal just kind of made it really caught and cold because then you know and then the whammy bar. Don't forget the whammy bar. You oh know. yeah, well. Uh, that was even Bill Haley in the comics had that. Yeah, you know the Bigsby, the big old Bigsby, the big old Bigsby on the on, uh, on the old Les Pauls on one of my guitars. Well, you know it's funny because we I one of these days were well I mean you know you try I'm trying to figure out who uh, you know who I reached out to and I really would have loved to have him on the show would have been Eddie Van Halen because uh, Eddie. Uh, you talk about a guy that was playing around with guitars and sounds and and pots and pickups. Yeah, I mean, he he just was just screwing around with the guitars all the time. I mean, some people just pick up a guitar and they play the guitar. Other guys are just trying to find that sound, and yeah, right. that sound you have to develop a sound. Right, but you 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 going after a sound, me going after a sound, mm -hmm. and those guys going after a sound. Jeff Beck's another one. You know, he's another one that messes around with guitars pretty heavy. You know, playing around with it, playing around that, and. Uh, and uh, so, if you had, if you had all the effects and stuff that Jeff Beck or Eddie Van Halen had, and tried to play, if you had the ability to do exactly what they were doing, it still wouldn't sound like them. It would sound like you, because you are forced uh, to to you're stuck with the sound because of your technique, how you hold the guitar, how you squeeze the strings, how you strum, you know. Um, uh, it, it will always sound like you, for better or for worse. Uh, um, that's some guys uh, like them uh, can develop. But like, well, what you said a long time ago uh, in, in, in the beginning of the show, uh, the music industry was a lot different back then because you know, just these bands, which were relatively amateur, got famous because you know the record company latched onto them and they had a whole infrastructure structure of they had to build a record album and mass manufacture a bunch of vinyl millions of pieces so they didn't want to uh switch around too much that's why it became all commercial see now it's changed because everybody can just upload to the internet whatever they're playing and is somebody going to buy it or are they going to just listen to it for free forever well there's some truth to that too you know um and I mean, I'm I'm on there all the time. I listen to music every once in a while. Yeah. So you know, and you ever uh, pay for any? pardon me. <laughs> Do you ever pay for any? <laughs> well, I have records that I paid lots and lots of money for back in the day. I have original records that go back to the '60s. Mm -hmm. I have my original Elvis Presley "Girl Happy" record that I bought at the White Front discount. Uh, shopping store, or whatever you want to call it, in the early 60s, <laughs> okay. you know, because I was looking for the soundtrack to Viva Las Vegas, because that was one of the first <laughs> Elvis Presley movies I saw, and I thought, wow. So, because I just thought that, that was a cool album. Well, first of all, I saw the movie. You know, back then, that was cool, too. You could go to the movie theater. It was down in San Francisco. It was on Chestnut Street. And I must have sat there from, oh, I don't know, 11 o'clock in the morning, Till about six o'clock at night, watch that movie over and over and over. And the next day, I'd go back, watch it over. Down. 
Well, yeah, because, you know, you can go in there for, you know, a buck or whatever it was. Nothing, yeah. Yeah, and just watch it over, and they didn't kick you out. Today, you can't do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you're right, you know, so the, the the in fact, I had, I asked a, I'm trying to think who it was, one of the musicians we had on our show here, you know, because they referred to that the, um, that the record companies or as producer or whatever, you know, they wanted song, song, songs. They want another, you know, commercial grade song, you know? Uh And I said, well, define a commercial song. I mean, when you say songs songs too commercial. And basically what it's kind of like, as he put it, kind of repetitive, sing along, you know, that's a commercial song. Three minutes, mass appeal. Yeah, and you got a kind of a, you know, there might be a riff in there. There's a couple yeah. words in there, and they just repeat it, and it's catchy, and yeah, a hook. That's it. That's yeah. it. And that's the chorus, you know, it gets people singing it while they're walking down the street. Well, you know, we had another guy, I'm trying to think who it was. It might have been, um, uh, I don't remember. But anyway, my memory, yeah, I'm dementia, you know, I, that's my excuse now. I know you can't remember nothing tonight. No, 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 no. I can't even pronounce, can't even pronounce uh, Carmine of Peace's last name right. I mean, the, yeah, the guy in Texas, what is his name? Uh, the great guitar player, he had a Fender Strat. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, got, yeah. you can't even remember his name. What is it? What's wrong with you tonight, man? Well, what is his name? Ravon. Huh? No, not Stevie Ray Vaughan. The one that was, he was killed in a helicopter crash. The guy that was killed in 59. Who was it? Buddy 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 Holly. Buddy Holly. There you go. There you go. That's. that's Richie Valens was on the plane. Right, right, right. The big bop. Right, right. And I was screaming Buddy Holly then, but now I, like you, I brain farted. Well, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, and you and you hit, you touched on something too, because we had Lee Dixon on, and Lee Dixon was the guitar tech for Eric Clapton. For I heard all of them shows. Yeah. Okay, man. so oh, what about your stories? Yeah. Well, now he said exactly the same thing. He said people would come in to a guitar tech and say, "I want the same guitar that Eric Clapton has. I want to set up like Eric Clapton's guitar. I want the same effects uh, gizmos that Eric Clapton." Because I'm playing, I'm playing like Eric Clapton, and Lee came right out and says, "No, you ne- No matter what you buy, how much you spend, all the effects that you have, and the greatest sound studio in the world, you're not going to play like Eric Clapton because Eric Clapton has a style, has a feel, has a. That's it, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I we had another artist on here one time, and we were talking about how do you feel when other bands play you know all right i know who it was it was uh that one too uh that was day it was crow uh what was his name morgan god i can't believe i can't remember his name the guy from crow because they did the original evil woman and black sabbath did a cover on that and then of course other people have subsequently done covers of uh of uh, of evil woman in fact tina turner called it evil man she played on it because you know she's throwing a little jab at Ike there. But at any rate, and he said he was flattered. And I said, do you like it when they play it exactly the way you do? Because here's the deal is, if a song is a commercial song, okay, and it's intended to be, you know, a commercial type song, then if you're going to, let's say, a local club or something like that, and somebody plays that cover, you're kind of like in your mind, you know the the timing, you know the song, you know when you you know the lyrics, you know everything about it, and you kind of want to sing along, you kind of want to dance along to it. But if uh-huh. they change it up, it like screws you. It, it really messes you up. You know, it's not like yeah, well, 
like Eric Clapton took the song Layla, and then he slowed it up quite a bit. Right. You know, but... At the end part. Right. But he, but his original Layla, which is very fast, and then yeah. the slow version, Layla, da 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 you know, he just, oh, yeah. he changed the I whole song. Like that as much. Yeah. No, I like the fast version, the, the early right. one, too. So when he was... I was thinking about that end part where it converts the piano part, where the whole song is like another different song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but then you were talking about what he did in, like, 91 or so, the acoustic version. <laughs> well, I don't know. So, Mike, you've been... Pro- you know what? Dave I, Wagoner. That's, Dave Wagoner from, uh, from Crow. Crow, yeah. Actually, Crow and Gypsy were getting together to do a doohickey here in, uh, mm-hmm. in uh, Minnesota. They were going to play uh, a concert I together. I am telling you. Yeah, so we have to get that on, get them back on here, and 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 uh, you know these musical guys are actually kind of interesting, and and it's it's to me it's just oh, as interesting and as intriguing as as the car thing because music's something that, like I said earlier, it's timeless and everybody can kind of get into it, and everybody can relate to it, and it's like just like Bobby was talking about earlier, and and I'm sure you, you know, even though we might be more in tune with the '60s '70s music, there are some. There was some grunge music that came out in the '90s. Mm-hmm. You know, Nirvana had a couple um, that that I actually thought, "Wow, that is some crazy stuff." But after hearing it a couple times, I thought, "You know, that's not bad." And then in the uh, early um, 2000s, there were some other bands that came out that were pretty good. They had some good songs, and uh, and for for, for for Radio Rob Nickelback, you know, <laughs> and uh, Three Doors, yeah, you know, they're not bad, and. Uh, um, and then I like them freckles on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you like me best. I like the way you look at me when you're down on your knees. You like my favorite damn disease. <laughs> okay, Mike. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, uh, are, are, have you been uh, going to any... Uh, do they still have any open mic nights anywhere? Uh, yeah, I'm not into them so much, man. You wait all night, and they give you, like, uh, one or two songs, and you feel like, uh, you know, you got to sit there all night and spend all your money drinking and, and eating. And go home. Whoa, is it you know, that time already, Bobby? Mike, it's we're that out. time. Mike, we're out of time. Well, I want to thank hey, my man, special okay. guest, Mike. Good time with you, man. That's right. Well, I want to thank my special guest, Junk Mike, for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Have a nice night. All right, Mike. Take care. All right, Mike, take care. Thanks uh, for hanging out with us here. and Keep listening. All right, buddy. Uh, I guess that's it, right, Bobby? All right. Well, hey, don't forget, next week we we will have the real, the one, the only, the authentic uh, Carmine a piece. Did I say right? A piece? Yes. Uh, the phone did our, not ring again. The phone did, all right. <laughs> on our radio show this uh, next week, so be sure and uh, stay tuned because Rocktober is going to be rocking. In the meantime, I want to see you at some of the car shows. Drive those cars. A lot of stuff going on. Maybe even some music concerts. Maybe even some open mic nights. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.
WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.